Hey, Peter, what's going on there? Oh, hey, Joe. Just checking out that Bob Culture podcast they got over there on iTunes. <laughs> now get out of here, you big stupid. Welcome back to a very special episode of the BCP. Uh, super excited for this one. Now, lately, we've been doing a lot of our Lifeline episodes, you know, getting very real here on the show, dealing with this uh, current pandemic. But, you know, the big silver lining here we've been seeing is a lot of these artists uh, doing the live performances from home. It's a crazy situation, but like I said, the silver lining right now is seeing the creatives. And uh, my buddy, Bobby Mahoney, shared this artist who I'd seen several times on Facebook and I've been tuning in every night, completely blew me away. Of course, that is a multiple award and scholarship winning from the likes of Seventeen Magazine, Abercrombie & Fitch, uh, the Lincoln Center, also a semi-finalist in the Grammys and Music Care sponsored opening act competition. And that is singer-songwriter straight out of New Brunswick, New Jersey's own Kathleen L. Kathleen, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. No, it's an honor, and like I said, you know, Bobby shared your stream, I guess, a week and a half ago, and I've been tuning in, and you've been absolutely crushing it, not only with the covers that you play, both on guitar and piano, but the uh, originals are fantastic as well. What kind of led you to make this decision to be doing all this live streaming all the time? Well, I guess just uh, sitting at home wasn't really doing it for me, just sitting around kind of waiting for this to over, and I actually started it when uh, it was announced that I work at a school as well, that we would be off for at least two weeks coming up, so I decided to take that time and really start focusing on performing and um, just trying to figure out a way to reach out to fans and bring in new ones during this time, and then those two weeks have got extended all the way through like mid-May, so I basically just said I'm just going to keep it all alive until... Uh, or at least while I'm able to. I'm keep going and try to entertain people. Um, I have students come in and I entertain them and their families. I have people um, from all over the world kind of tuning in, which is awesome. I've got fans now in, in Belgium, um, wow. in the Philippines. Um, I had someone from Scotland on a couple of nights ago and talking to them. And then, of course, people just all around the U.S. I've got people in Vermont reaching out that are new followers and uh, my roommate's family from Minnesota, so it's a great way to keep connected with them in a time when we're all really kind of closed off from other people. That's awesome. It's really cool, and I remember like seeing in the live chats, you know, you've been going on, I think, like 8.15, uh, pretty much on the regular, and I see people from the Philippines checking in. Like, that's super cool. Like, if I get a new listen on the show, someone in Australia, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. But uh, how's it feel to you, like, to know that your music is, you know, reaching all these people all over the world? Um, it's it's surreal, honestly, to be able to just chat with someone that you've, number one, never come in contact with, and number two, with someone in a completely different country. Um, some people, um, we've been, like, having Google translate our responses back to each other so that we can uh-huh. kind of communicate if they don't know English as well. 
Um, wow. But just having the technology and means to be able to do that right now is so, I'm like flabbergasting. It's an incredible feeling that people would want to tune in from all over the world just to kind of listen to me sing and be entertained for an hour. Um, it feels really cool. <laughs> it's it, no it's really rad and and you know you're the real deal you know i watch all these live streams i always write about them on the pop break and you know do these little features with these are so i check out everyone that i can and uh, when i saw you playing you have such just an amazing talent not only for the guitar and the vocals such amazing range uh but then i saw the keyboard one and uh when you were playing the keyboard and then you played bruno mars which is one of my favorite i'm like all right i'm interviewing this girl <laughs> like that was the clincher <laughs> That was the clincher for me. Um, what was it when I was your man, Bruno Mars? But you play a lot of Beatles. Um, you did a Disney night the other night, which I thought was super cool because everyone could get into that. Uh, who were some of your influences growing up? Growing up, my main influence and like the reason I wanted to play guitar and write my own songs um, is basically every, I think, girl's, I don't know, idol at the time was just Taylor Swift. Um, uh-huh. Every single time that I saw her perform... Um, she was one of the first concerts I went to. I had all of her albums on CD and in my karaoke machine. Um, so she was the biggest inspiration at first. It's probably a cliche, but there you go. And then, um, as I got more into music and more into other artists, um, Bruno Mars is a really big influence just in his stage presence and ability to write. Yeah. Um, so many different types of music, for sure. Um, Ed Sheeran for the guitar playing. I really try to emulate his percussive elements on mm-hmm. the guitar when I play. Um, I'm just like, I'm all over the place. Adele, I really, really love. Lady Gaga is a huge influence as well. Um, I just kind of go or really connect with artists that um, make music, I think, that has some type of message, um, especially positive ones, using their platform to kind of lift others up is something that's really inspiring to me and it's what I try to do with my music as well. Yeah, and I can tell that. In fact, a couple of your songs uh, really hit, hit home with me. Uh, you played one the other night. I think it was called I Always Knew. Um, I believe that was one. That was a really good one. Um, we'll also talk about some of your other originals, but... Um, you, you know, you say you're all over the place with all these other artists. You know, we talk about Bruno Mars. He's he's phenomenal. And and not everyone can sing Bruno Mars. Uh, so your range is fantastic. You did a great job with that. Uh, you're singing Adele. When I listened to you, my first thought was kind of like a Colby Calais kind of thing. I know artists don't really like getting compared to other artists, but this, that's just what came to mind. Uh, so that's a compliment. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I, I love her, too. She was actually the first concert I went to. Oh, she- wow. No Definitely way. an influence as well, and being compared to her is always um, one of the best feelings. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, because like, that was my first thought when I saw you, and I'm, I'm doing my homework and doing my research on you and all that, and I saw Colby Clay, and I'm like, yep, I knew it. And then I, see, I hear also, like, I see you doing a lot of Beatles stuff. Were you a big Beatles person? Um, yes, definitely. But uh, I also, I think I kind of tried to expand my range um, more than just current pop songs because um, I started out playing in front of an ice cream store in oh, wow. Belmar and I just played for tips I sat on the curb it was me and my guitar and um, I would try to entertain not only people my age and younger but I really tried to make it fun for the parents there as well so if I played 
a Beatles song, like a parent would get excited and they'd throw a dollar in my hat or something like that. I played, um, I think my mom begged me to learn, um, At Last by Etta James. Hmm. And I, I played that one night and a guy came over and put like a 20 in my hat and he was like, I haven't heard that song in years. Wow. So, um, finding those moments to connect to the, an older audience or, and I don't know, just a different generation, um, I think helps my act be entertaining to a wide audience as opposed to just people my age or around my age. I 100% agree. Like I said, just watching, you're all over the place uh, with the covers. Your originals are fantastic. You said uh, Belmar, New Jersey? Yes. That's where I'm from. Was it Strollo's? What what ice cream place? It was Strollo's, It yeah. was. No way. That's crazy. I never saw you. I'm always out there all the time on Main Street or on Ocean Ave. That's crazy. That's so cool. Small world. And uh, how do you like uh, being, you know, I used to go to Rutgers. Uh, how do you like um, that New Brunswick area and kind of the music scene over there, like Core Tavern, a big place for me growing up? Um, what do you think of the music scene up there? It's, it's a very, very fun music scene. I think that, unfortunately, it's on like a little bit of a lull. Yeah. Um, it seems to be a, a bit more secretive um, and more basement show heavy, which is obviously really fun. Yeah. Um, but I I wouldn't say it's as public knowledge like you. Because I was in the music school at Rutgers, um, I knew like a bunch of my friends were in the bands that were playing basement shows or yeah. at the house that the basement shows were in. So um, I was lucky in that sense that it was always around me, um, but I had friends that went through records and never got to see one of those or experience one of those basement shows simply because they didn't know about it, um, yeah. which is kind of sad. <laughs> No, that's crazy. You hit it right on the head, though. Like, when I think New Brunswick, like, obviously I went to Rutgers there, and, you know, I played Court Tavern a couple times, but I think uh, New Brunswick, I think Rutgers, I think Basement Shows, I think uh, I remember playing those, and those were always so cool, but you hit it right on the head. It's it's very different as opposed to, um, like, the Asbury Park area where I'm kind of from. Uh, are you ever down here playing, like, the Asbury Park venues? Um, yeah, I've played at the, I've played at the Saint a few times. Um, I've played at the Yacht Club, actually opening for Bobby. Um, he's a really good friend of mine, so it's awesome that you found me through him. Oh, good dude. Um, he was someone that I've always looked up to in high school, and even now still, um, just as a friend and mentor and performing, and he has such a great stage presence and rock yeah. personality. Um, he's so fun to watch, so... It's awesome that you found me through him. <laughs> yeah, no, really, really good dude. Yeah, we called the Bob Culture Podcast, so he was a he was a big fan of that. Having two Bobs <laughs> have a conversation when we did the interview with him. Yeah, really, really good dude. And again, always promoting the scene. Um, that's crazy that we never crossed paths. So I'm always playing in the Asbury area, but I think. Like I said, when things are up and running again, like that first time we step onto the stage, that first note is just going to be so much more powerful in all of this uh, this craziness right now. Um, oh, yeah. And I think it's, it's um, obviously horrible and scary and devastating as this quarantine and COVID pandemic is. I think it's going to make a lot of people um, realize how much the arts in general helped them through it. Yeah. You know, the the favorite artist that went live, even if it wasn't me, like I watched Tori Kelly's live every single day because... 
I love her, and it's an hour of her singing. Um, or if you're, you know, binge-watching your favorite Netflix show, it's all the arts that are entertaining you and getting you through this, if you have the luxury to be home during this time. Um, so I, I'm hopeful that um, once we have the ability to go back out into the world, more people will want live music at their restaurants or want to embrace and support the arts because they realize how valuable they are at entertaining us. Absolutely. And making us just kind of feel better. Very well said. Absolutely. And something also I admire about you. Um, well, let me ask you this first. Uh, as an artist, just purely on the artist uh, side of things, um, you know, I'm asking a lot of bands and artists this right now. As a performer, as a creative right now, do you feel kind of an obligation to kind of step up right now and do these live streams? Is that kind of like a big part of it? Just like, you know, I know I feel like even with the podcast, I'm like, what can I do? You know, my friends are on the front lines. Like, I have friends who are cops. I have friends working in the ER. Um and it's taxing on them. You know, I kind of think, what can I do? Um, just from an artist's perspective, do you kind of feel like an obligation here? Um, yeah, I would say so. Um, just because I I don't have the qualifications or job set to be on the front line. I'm the type of person that would want to help if I could in any way possible. And I unfortunately don't have the stomach to be in the medical field. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, feeling like I'm doing something positive and productive in this time is not only good for my mental health, but I'm hoping for others. Um, I have an aunt that's a nurse that I'm really, really close to, and um, especially with being in, she's in a COVID ICU hospital, and um, everything's just kind of crazy, and we're hitting our peak in New Jersey and all that stuff, so she... She's been telling us how rough her days has been, not just the flame, just to just talk about and vent about how difficult it can be. Um, and she tunes in basically right when she gets out of work, and she started saying, like, oh, I really needed this today. So yeah. just the fact that I could lift just her spirit makes me feel amusing, but knowing that I can do that for multiple people in this time, even... Um, especially those frontline essential workers, but also anyone else that just is feeling lonely or scared at home. Um, if I can give them an hour of respite, uh, I'm going to do it. Wow, beautifully said. And, uh, you know, I take a lot from watching these bands and these live performances, and you guys hit a certain chord with me or hit a certain note. You know, it gets everybody right in the, f the feels when everyone's just going through this difficult time so i do appreciate you doing that and, and more importantly did i see something where you were actually making masks for some of the people on the front lines right now um yeah my wow. my mom actually had the idea um first um she knows how to sew from her childhood and looked up patterns and just saw that there was a need and lack of them everywhere so found a pattern that um we thought was good. We got together with two other friends in town that were like quilters and stuff like that and got material and just she's been really the sewing expert. I don't really know how to sew too well, but I'm cutting all the materials and I sew certain parts of the masks and stuff like that and make, we have like a little sweatshop going on in our guest bedroom with two machines and a bunch of material. Um, 
Yeah, I can't say we're using this time to, like, organize our closets or anything like that. So we are just trying to make as many masks as possible and get them out to um, healthcare workers and nursing homes and hospitals and grocery stores and anything, anywhere that they need them. Um, we're just donating the masks. That's amazing, and that's what it's all about. You know, you have my respect. That's awesome. And you, you mentioned your mom. Now, watching one of your first live streams that I saw, um, you know, I saw you do a lot of covers. I'm like, all right, she's knocking it out of the park. You're like, all right, I'm going to do an original. I'm like, all right, here's the real test. Like, let's see let's see what you bring to the table. You know, I, I see tons of bands. You know, some, some people, um, you know, it's very interesting to see what people can bring to the table when they have the originals. So I believe the first original I heard was about your mom, a song called All To You. Uh, and it was the real deal, you know. They say, I don't know what it is, but she has it. It was very, very good. Uh, I appreciated the songwriting. Uh, I think we're going to listen to it in just a minute, but can you tell us a little bit about All To You and what that song means to you? Yeah, for sure. Um, All To You is a song that I wrote for my mom as a present for Mother's Day one year. Um, so I just sat down at my piano. It was my senior year of high school. And it was, at that point, I guess, the most emotional and overbearing year of my life in applying to colleges and realizing that high school was over and you're going to move out and go into a dorm room and all that kind of stuff. So with auditions, everything was high stress, and she got probably the worst of it from me because she was the person that um, took me to all the auditions and helped me get lessons and all that kind of stuff. So I really wanted to take a step back now that it was all over and thank her for everything that she had done for me that year specifically, but just in my entire life. Um, so it was a present that I surprised her with Mother's Day night. I played um, the first verse and chorus for her and then proceeded to finish it that night, um, actually kind of in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's so heartfelt. I love it when artists are genuine like that, too. So I think now's a good time to listen to it. And uh, right now, the track you're going to listen to, it's called All To You by Kathleen L. Had my back from day one Love me more than anyone else under the sun And I know, and I know I haven't made it easy You're my rock, you're my shoulder to cry on You're the one who's helped me to become The very best that I can be And I gotta give it all to you After all I put you through I know I can drive you crazy But I'm always gonna be your baby I don't know where I'd be without you watching over me So thank you for all you do Yeah, I gotta give it all to you Been there when the going got rough to pick me up and to dust me off And let me know everything will be alright And I gotta give it all to you After all I put you through I know I can drive you crazy But I'm always gonna be your baby And I don't know where I'd be Without you watching over me So thank you for all you do 
give it all to you After all I put you through I know I can drive you crazy But I'm always gonna be your baby And I don't know where I'd be Without you watching over me So thank you for all you do Cause I gotta give it all to you After all I put you through I know I can drive you crazy But I'm always gonna be your baby And I don't know where I'd be Without you watching over me So thank you for all you do yeah, I gotta give it all to you All right, that was All To You by Kathleen L. Like I said, really phenomenal song. The first time I heard it, I was like, she's the real deal. Uh, I can tell you really are very genuine in your songwriting. Uh, you pour your heart and soul into it. What is the songwriting process like for you? You know, I have all sorts of local bands and artists on the show. Some people just write from real life experience. Some people have dreams. Some people create fictional worlds. Where does most of your writing come from? Um, a lot of my songs come from um, either personal experiences and that I'm feeling that emotion right now or through the experiences of others. Um, I kind of like writing a song um, when I can see the whole arch of a song in that one moment. So I know exactly what I want to say in each verse and I know what the chorus wants to feel like. Um, but having the, a broader view of the song makes it really easy for me to dive in and say exactly what I want to at each moment. Um, when I try to do it another way around, where if I like just have a verse or just have a chorus or something like that, but I don't know where the song's going to end yet, it takes way longer for me. Um, but because for up to you, um, I knew it was just a huge thank you to my mom for everything she's ever done. Um, it was just kind of finding a creative way to say it that hasn't been overdone or said before. I think that's another challenge of songwriting is just finding a new and creative way to say something that's already been said because there's so many songs out there. There's obviously a bunch of songs thanking a parent or a mother for something that they've done. It's just finding a way to personalize it and make it new. Wow. That's, a, that's amazing to me. And like being a, you know, singer song writer. Now, do you have like a, do you do just mostly acoustic stuff and solo stuff? Or do you ever do any sort of, you know, you like my rule for the podcast is I, I need to some, see someone live before I have them on the show. But uh, obviously oh. <laughs> we're in a different world right now. So I've seen you obviously yeah. live on um, Facebook a few times. Do you do like a full band thing or is it mostly just the solo acoustic kind of stuff? Um, right now it's mostly just me. Um, it's mostly because that's just the way that I started out. It was just me on a curb with a guitar. Um, so Love it was it. nice having the flexibility to just do, like, is my schedule free? I can take the gig rather than have to coordinate with a bunch of other people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I am noticing that it's definitely harder as a solo person to get the type of gigs with larger audiences. Like, you're not going to spell out one of the, like, you're not going to sell out the Stone Pony unless you're Bruce Springsteen by yourself. Um, so I 
do have friends that I have been playing with and practicing with and ah. friends that help me out on the album and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that with maybe the summer if we're, you know, safe to venture okay. out to the world again, um, then I'll be able to perform at least some gigs with a full band. Because I also, I just love performing with other people getting to look over your shoulder and seeing a friendly face and someone to vibe with. Yes. Um, so I definitely, I love playing with other people, probably more than playing with myself, but I do, um, at least for right now, perform solo. I get it. No, and that's awesome. And you hit it right on the head. You know, you get a vibe with other people and, and you heard it here first, people. You know, maybe we'll see some full band shows, but you're killing it, you know, doing the solo thing. It's all hard. It's very genuine. It's all you. Now, being a drummer, I see things very uh, mechanically. You know, obviously there's a lot of the passion and emotion in the playing as well. But something I always wish that I could do besides sing, obviously, is be able to write uh, lyrics that don't sound like a children's storybook and then uh, put them to some sort of melody. And I've never had, you know, I have a lot of musical um, prowess and knowledge. I, I graduated with a minor at Rutgers in music and I'm a music teacher over here, but I never was able to very, very much sing or write a song or anything like that. How does it work for you? I always like to pick like the, the front people's and singer songwriters brain about the writing process. Is it lyrics first? Is it, coming up with like riffs or melodies and then just seeing which one goes together or is it different for every song? How, how does that kind of work? Uh, for me, it's definitely different for every song. Um, sometimes it's like a phrase that I'll hear or I'll read. Um, and it just makes something click in my mind. Like, uh, the first song I ever wrote is a song called, um, see my nothing. And it was just um, a phrase that popped into my mind that if nothing lasts forever, if nothing lasts forever or whatever, um, if nothing lasts forever, then why can't someone be your nothing and last forever? So I Hmm. developed a whole song um, basically just around that one idea. Um, And everything else kind of sparked from that. That song actually hasn't been recorded it's been played like live maybe two or three times because it was the very first song i ever wrote but like you said um it was my first shot at writing a song so a lot of the lyrics are very cliche and all that kind of stuff so you kind of just need to get the juices flowing or the gears moving in your mind and you are going to write songs that are you know bad (laughs) Um, at least to your perspective, to other people. Like, my parents love that song when they get mad that I don't play it out. And I'm like, yeah. yes, well, <laughs> it's not as good as the one I wrote yesterday, so I'm not going to play it. Like, <laughs> I get it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other times, is, um, I get a lot of ideas in my car. Um, if my, especially, I'm very bad at charging my phone and making sure that it's um, got a full charge. Um, so if I forget my phone charger for my car, um, and I have to drive in silence, um, then I do a lot of writing in the car. Mm. So I'll, um, I'll just start humming, making up my own song, or singing a song that I already like, and then just trying to modify that, doing a riff on one song that already exists, or something like that, and really liking that riff, and being like, well, why don't I write a song about that? So I'll just, either sing it over and over again 
or I'll take, um, I'll go, hey, Siri, record this voice memo, and I'll record 30 seconds of a song idea. And I've got about probably 60 of those in my phone right now that I still need to finish. Um, But anytime I sit down to write, I go back through my phone and I listen to all those ideas and lyrics and stuff like that to try to pull from. That's very cool. That's super interesting. Yeah, I wish I, I had that talent, but uh, I'll stick to the drums. Um, but here's kind of a, a tricky question. You know, now, times are different right now. Uh, a lot of people answer this one kind of very politically correctly, or they keep it very real. Um, but basically, I always ask people, you know, kind of their thoughts on the scene, you know, in, in regards to the Jersey scene. I'm a big part of the Asbury Park local music scene. Um, obviously, things are super different right now. Um, but saying maybe they weren't or maybe even, you know, kind of address the situation that's going on now. It's, it's kind of tricky, but I always like to ask everyone on the show because I get such interesting, varied answers on this. Kind of just like your overall feeling on the scene. Um, you know, some people say it's oversaturated. Some people kind of have issues with the whole selling tickets, the pay to play. Um, you know, people have even called out promoters and stuff like that. Um, it's crazy the, the responses I get here, but kind of just like your thoughts on the, on the local music scene, uh, right now, and uh, not necessarily during the pandemic, but just kind of overall right. right now. Yeah, um, this answer might be a little bit all over the place. Um, it's, I'd say New Jersey's music scene, and I think music scene almost everywhere, except for like music hubs, like Nashville and maybe like LA. Mm. Um, it's it's a hard scene to get into, especially as a solo artist. Yeah. Because, like you said, the the ticket sales has become so much of a a draw to promoters and bookers and stuff like that. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. How many people can you bring to the gig as opposed to your talent level? Which I get, you know. Yep. The venue obviously wants to make money; it's their business. Um, but it seems like it's a little bit more of a quantity over quality um, issue for the places that are having music. Um, yeah. But there's not as many places, I think, that have live music for the purpose of having live music anymore, like there was when, you know, Bruce Springsteen was for that, or, um, forget, there's like another band, there was a song, Brandy that, like, came up in the New Brunswick scene, and there was just so many places for them to play at that time and get their their foot in the door and in front of people and make fans and stuff like that. I think it's a lot harder to get that connection in the real world, but it's easier to make that connection in a virtual world now. Yeah. So there's that kind of trade-off. So it's, it's a strange scene to be in. I wish that there were more places for um, singer-songwriters in um, in the dirty scene. If you're a cover band, it seems like that's a cool thing to be in. Um, and they also really like the rock or punk rock kind of vibes, I think, more in right. New Jersey mm-hmm. venues rather than other genres. Um but yeah, I don't know if I blame that on the scene itself or just the changing times and people. No, I, I, I don't blame it, you know? 
No, totally. I, I think you answered that perfectly. Honestly, like I said, something I could tell about you was very genuine. And even your sometimes I ask that question, people are just like super politically correct. Um, but I, I think you you hit it right on the head there. You know, as far as the the paying to play, uh, you said it perfectly. The the quantity over the quality, and uh, I think maybe and again, like I get it from a business perspective as a promoter and things like that. You know, I try to look at it from all angles, and I'm sure we all have crazy stories to tell. But I, th- I, th- I think you hit it right on the head and that maybe as a benefit, you know, coming out of this, you know, we, we try to look for all the silver linings we can is maybe when we do get back on stage, you know, it'll be a little bit different. You know, I think everything is just that's been taken for granted probably won't be as much. And hopefully the scene will be thriving and up and running in no time. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's let's hope and pray. So you're also doing some awesome work. You know, you're making the masks. Uh, you're doing the live streams. I wanted to bring up the something you're doing tomorrow i believe it's a charity stream for the mayor of new brunswick um of east brunswick, east brunswick. Yes. okay um so what i'm doing then um or i've done a couple like little benefit um live stream festival things in the past um i've done one uh one this past weekend for um, just to benefit Feeding America and help raise money for the food bank wow. network that they have and making sure that people that aren't able to kind of sit this out safely in their home um, are getting the care and resources that they need. Um, so it's been an, an honor to be a part of that and just play with artists from all over the world. And this Thursday, um, for Mayor Cohen's Charity Fund, um, which basically right now is a charity to help provide resources for essential workers in our town. So we're a little bit smaller scope uh, on specifically for East Sunswick, um, which is where I'm born and raised. Okay. So just kind of raising money for food for first responders um, from local businesses, making sure that we can send over um, for anyone that's still open and operating and doing takeout, maybe sending them pizzas or um, helping get them N95 masks um, or protective gear and stuff like that, anything that they they need, we're really trying to make sure they get to keep everyone in our town as safe as possible. So that one is just during my typical live stream. I'm just going to have the PayPal link up um, and ask that if people are enjoying the music that they donate whatever they can um, to help essential workers in East Brunswick. That's amazing. Like I said, I really do appreciate you. And, you know, I see a lot of artists, um, using their platform for good right now is, which is what you want to see. So you have my respect on that. I really appreciate it. But, uh, we are always about the shameless promo here on the Bob Culture podcast. So please tell everyone where they can follow you on social media, uh, download the album, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, all of my, Music, singer-songwriter-wise, is on all streaming platforms. If you just search my name, Kathleen L, Kathleen with a K, last name E-L-L-E. Um, but yeah, I'm on Amazon, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, Weezer. Is that what it's called, I think? Um, and then I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'm going live on the Facebook and Instagram every night of this quarantine or until I'm unable to do so anymore. So that's where you can find me. 
Awesome. Doing any more? Uh, I like the Disney theme night. You thinking about doing any more theme nights or anything like that? Uh, definitely. Um, yes. I'll probably do in the coming weeks like a Beatles only theme night. Um, people like um, to request stuff by specific artists, or I've done like time period. So like tonight's eighties night, or I had a hmm. late nineties, early two thousand top. So I played like Instinct songs and. TLC, Destiny Child, and all that kind of stuff. Awesome! Um, I got to see that one. Nice. <laughs> it's been it's been a lot of fun just to find these songs that I wouldn't typically play out, um, but having a, a way to learn them and entertain people with them now, and I'm definitely expanding the <laughs> the range and amount of songs that I will be able to play eventually when live shows and performances get back. The, regular <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully sooner than later hey kathleen thank you again for a few minutes uh thank you for putting on a show for us every night it's fantastic we do appreciate your efforts thank you for making the masks what you're doing for charity right now um appreciate you stay positive stay safe and hopefully i'll see you playing a show uh, up in east brunswick or down here in asbury park sometime soon yeah thank you so much if i could just say one last thing Please. Um, if there's time um for any other musicians that are listening and want to, you know, uh, kind of be helpful or positive during this crazy time, um, the Meridian Health um, like Healthcare System has this Facebook page that's called Angel Musicians for COVID-19. Um, hmm. And this page is basically you just post a video of you performing anything you want. It could be originals, it could be covers, it could be a live. I've been sharing my nightly lives in this group. And they play the music um, for COVID patients that um, unfortunately really aren't going to make it. Um, uh. So they play it to entertain them if they're able to listen. Um, but it, it's also being played for the nurses and doctors that are in there with them to kind of raise their spirits and help them through it. Um, so I've been posting in there, and if any musician um, wants to help in that capacity, it's a really easy way for you to just share your music and make a difference for people that are on the, the worst side of this pandemic. Um, so, again, that would be Angel Musicians for COVID-19. There's a Facebook group you can join. Wow, keeping it, you get bonus points for that. That one hit me in the feels. Whew. Yeah, but uh, I super appreciate you saying that. Bonus points for you. And uh, thank you again for all you do. Stay safe and hope to see you soon, Kathleen. Take care. Thank you. Stay well. Waiting for my phone to ring And all 
I always knew